Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We're going to pick, like I said, pick right back up where we left off last night. And it's so cool how we didn't really talk ahead of time just briefly about kind of some things and how the Holy Ghost, like Pastor Angela said, just takes them and puts them together. And uh, you don't have to plan it. The Holy Ghost plans it. Amen. So it's obviously what we need. So we talked last night extensively. We had a lot of verses and we talked about the things. uh, We talked about that you were made for more and you were made for this time. And I hope that out of that last night, you got a little glimpse of what God has for you. And then this morning, even more, that, that, that you're not a mistake for this time. When I say for this time, it's so in me. It's so big in me that he want, he's doing a work in these, in these last days and that he needs people on board to help him. We're the hands and feet. He's the head, amen? And, and he needs us to be ready to do whatever needs to be done in these last days. So where we left off was we were talking about what he has for us in these last days. We were talking about that he gave us guidance. He gives us guidance. He um, fills us with his joy and peace. He also uh, said that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He said we were made for signs and wonders. (laughs) It's not just for an elite few. Come on. He said, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. Miracles and signs. Signs and wonders. And then he said that he had fashioned all of our days. He wrote them all down. He has them planned out for us. And then, of course, this morning, so good on on, on that, on what he has for us. And then I think the last thing I left off on, I like to, like to keep it on the same flow, is John uh, seven thirty eight. It said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And we talked about sometimes things get stagnant and stinky. Everybody say, I'm not stinky. <laughs> we got on the elevator today and there was, obviously teenagers or somebody had been on there. There was water on the floor from them in the pool. And I was like, there's an odor there. <laughs> if you have teenagers, you know, right? Or praise God, I guess not. But um, yeah, there's definite odor there. But we want to have a sweet smelling aroma coming from our lives. Amen. So when people look at us and they get around us, they want what we have. We don't have to wear the t-shirt. We can if we want, but we don't have to. I don't have to wear what would Jesus do bracelet. I don't have to because there's an aroma coming off of me. There's a sweet smelling savor. I don't have crusties on me. I'm full of God and his presence and his power. They live in me. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm contagious. Is this me? I'm contagious. Everything in me can be contagious. Watch out when you get around her. It's going to jump off on you in a good way. Contagious. (laughs) Yeah. So much more than any disease. Come on. 
I'm not afraid of no disease. We understand all those things are out there, but come on, we're contagious with the life of God. The life and the power and the presence of God are in the inside of us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So we are full of the life and the power of God. The very presence of God is on the inside of us. (laughs) So this afternoon, we're going to talk about staying full. Staying full. We don't want to leak. We don't want our lives to be leaky. Remember last night I was talking about, you know, they take ships, big ships, and put them in the dry dock. And they take very strong measures, uh, very, uh, uh, very expensive instruments. Watch it on YouTube. Where they go in with people that are very skilled and they take instruments and they, and, and tools and, and they, you know, tighten things and, and weld things and keep things, uh, tight and, and, and secure. So when then they push out to sea and they hit the storms of life or the storms out there, sorry, the big things out at sea, they're safe. And, uh, we want to keep our lives, uh, airtight. Error proof. Right? We want our instruments ready to go. Right? So that we're going to sail and we're going to go out there and we're going to do what needs to be done. And then we're going to hit hard times. Hard times come to us all. It's not a bad confession. But it's how we navigate them. It's how we, how how do we take what we heard at church on Sunday and I'm going to turn around on Monday and fall to pieces? No. No. Listen, I don't, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I don't, I don't want to spend my life trying to help people. And then they turn around and, and they, come on, we want to use the things that we get. We want to be, I, I'll use Pastor Nancy, we're skillful in using that, the tools that we have. Amen. So we can be diligent in our Christian walks and we can be successful in our Christian walks. And we're not just walking around like everybody else um, without any way. We don't know where we're going. But we know how to walk and we, we are skillful in those, in those steps. Amen. So we're talking about staying full this afternoon. If you look at Ephesians 5.18, let's turn over there today. Ephesians 5.18, I was looking at this this morning. I like Ephesians 5.18. But actually we're going to start in verse 15 because I do that. I like to tell you the verse and then I like to like skip up and just do whatever I want. Because I'm crazy like that, you know? I just thought I'd go two more verses like that. All right. So, verse 15, Ephesians 5.15. We're getting crazy this afternoon. See, then, that you walk. You walk. Circumspectly. I looked that word up because I, I just need to. <laughs> so, if I laugh, this is going to be crazy, I think. But that we walk circumspectly. And that means looking around before you step. See then that you look around before you step. Uh, When I walk in my backyard, I see then that I look circumspectly. (laughs) That I don't, I don't, I don't take a step before I look. Because I got a dog. And I won't go any further. So I walk circumspectly in my backyard. So I don't step in stuff that I don't want to step in. (laughs) Same thing here. See that you walk circumspectly. Look around. Walk accurately. Not as fools, 
oh, the Bible called me a fool? Well, if you're not going to live as a wise person, the other, the other option is not great. See that you don't walk as a fool, but as the wise. Okay, so what, is the, what does that look like? Well, we're redeeming the time because the days are evil. One definition of redeeming the time there means to buy back. To buy back. So I'm redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation or excess. But what? Oh, now y'all are going to have to help me. I know when you guys were out at the the Mexican restaurants today, you guys were talking louder than that. (laughs) Pass me the taco. I need more chips. Where's the salsa? I know you guys. You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. What does it say? Be what? Be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the spirit. Be filled. Now, I've done this at my church. I won't do this here because that would be very terrible. And I would, I would be flogged. But th- this, is, this is supposed to be full, but it's not. Isn't that funny? They jip you a little bit. I'm not happy about that. But if I had a demonstration, you guys know what a full, full glass, full cup looks like. So many times, and I'm not going to do it, but I've done it before in demonstration. I drink it all the way down to here. If you have something about that full, what does that leave room for? Hmm? Air? More? You could pour orange juice in there if you wanted to. You could pour Kool-Aid in there, Dr. Pepper. You can fill it with whatever you want, right? But it's still going to be filled with something else. But he's telling us here, don't be unwise. Know what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't. Listen, I know. Got the t-shirt, many. Tried to fill my life with so many things other than being full with the spirit. Because I just didn't know. And that's what so many people, all of you, if we went around the room, you know somebody who tries to fill their life with something else. They really need God. He's the only thing that can fill your life to overflowing to where you are contagious. (laughs) But they try to fill their life with something else and that other space gets filled with fill in the blank. Prescription drugs. Oh, you know, because we always go to the real bad stuff first. How about this one? Lying. That's in there too. You know, all the other stuff that fills the space that God is supposed to fill. And remember yesterday we were talking about what what fills that space is him. Spending time with him. Loving him. Being with him. And then you become like him and you don't have to wear a bracelet that says, what would Jesus do? I know what he'd do because I know him. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You know, so he said, be filled with the spirit. So it's filling the space that we try so hard to fill ourselves on our own efforts, our own ways. And it might not be anything that we call bad, bad juju, as I say, bad stuff. You know, but we fill it with things, activities, other things that just fill it, fill it, fill it. Why? Because again, if you go back to yesterday, 
when we were talking about, we give up, you know? And so we, we say, you know, I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> one of my favorite things, I'm glad I didn't sing. <clears throat> one of my favorite things that I've heard people say over the years is they'll say, you know, I just feel like at this point in my life, and if you've ever said, said this, just look straight ahead because I don't even know any of y'all. <clears throat> but they'll say, you know, pastor, we're going to, we're going to move down or we're going to do this and go spend time with our grandkids. And we're going to, you know, take them out and spend time with them because we want to be there in that part of their life. And you find out that God has nothing to do with any of that. Absolutely no part in that. I know I'm thinking of a couple right now. They were integral part of the church and they left the church and they went and spent time with their grandkids, never took them to church. If you're going to spend time with your grandkids, take them to church. If the parents won't take them to church, you take them to church. Come on, a godly lineage. <laughs> you know, you be the one. But then they went and did that. And, and, and then the kids, the little kids now are hellions. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Little hellions, you know, little, little things. That, things are, you know, not going great for the family. They wonder why sickness and disease is a part of their life. They wonder why nothing is going right. And, it's, and it never dawns on people. Just one example, but filling your time with something other than him. Then if you fill your life with him and he is the everything in your life, church is a joy. Church is a joy. There is no burnout. (laughs) uh, Maybe you've said it. There is no burnout because there's no burnout in him. Now, you might make mistakes and maybe overcommit yourself. Now, there are things where you can over... You, know, you understand what I'm saying. Be wise. But, but, but the joy comes from being with him and out of that relationship. You love people because you've been around him and he loves people. And you love to serve and you, love to, you understand. So these are, these are some of the things that he's talking about when he says that he wants us to be filled with his spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. It'll ruin your life, one version says, NLT. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, and it will ruin your life. And that will not fix. I know another lady, very integral, not in our, in our church, but in, an, in another place that we were at. And uh, we'd just go home at night and, excuse me, drink before she went to bed, you know, and do these things and, and everything just because her husband did it. Now, we're not here talking about drinking to be all on a soapbox. I'm, I'm using as, a, as an example that things can come in and fill your life that creep in, creep, creep. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to do this now. It's little by little. It's the tiny little steps that you take. It's the tiny little decisions that we make. It's the decision that you make every morning when you get out of bed, whether to spend time with him, whether to, whether to be with him or not. It's the tiny decisions, whether you're going to do this or that, whether you're going to follow the plan. And then before you know it, you look and that's how far away we are. And we turn around and we point our finger at him and say, why have you left me? Why did you do that? Why didn't you, why did you allow that in my life? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? He said, I never leave you or forsake you. I'm always with you. Lo, I'm always with you. Even until the end of the age, I'm with you. So he doesn't leave us. We 
we get, we stay unfilled. See, filling is for everyday living. I said, filling is for everyday living. I know people that live on special meetings and they bop around. I call them boppers. And they bop around from meeting to meeting trying to be in, did you go to that meeting? Did you go to this meeting? Oh, that was a great meeting. Well, you can't be a bopper. You need to be a drinker in your own house. And in your own time with him. And feast in his presence. And drink in his presence. And then if you get the extracurricular activities going on where you can go to other places, that's great. That's just a supplement. That's just supplement stuff. See, but we don't want to live up. It's like we tell our kids, you know, we say, now you can go to youth camp. It's great. It's wonderful. It'll help you. But we're not going to live off of that. That's a year apart. What are you going to do in the year before, between there? What are you going to do? Just bop? I mean, what are you, do, what are you going to do, right? We have to stay filled with him so that when you do go to these things, oh, man, it's, it's like a supplement. It's a joy. But so many times we let things leak out. We let, we let the joy leak out. We let life get in and it pushes <laughs> the, the other stuff that's important, pushes it out of the way. And we, we tend to look at all the uh in front of us. We tend to just, we've, we, we're, we have it in front of us all day long. And he said, turn away from that and come over here. Pay attention to this part over here because this is important. Amen. Amen. So he tells us to be filled with the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To stir up. To rekindle the embers of. Ooh, I like my name. To rekindle the embers of. To fan the flame and keep it burning. The inner fire that is in you by the laying on of hands. What verse is that? First Timothy 1.6. To stir up the gift of God on the inside by the laying on of my hands. Remember that verse? First Timothy 1.6. To rekindle the embers of. I said to rekindle the embers of. Come on, some of you got some small little, you ever seen on a fire, a campfire, and somebody will put paper in there, and there's like a little piece that goes up and goes, whoop, 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 and it's kept, before it comes down, it's out? Some of you just have a few of those flickers. I mean, that's about, that's about all that's going on right now. <laughs> Does, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Does anybody uh, kind of relate with that, right? So, but, but he said to stir up the gift. Notice here that it's you is the if you're an English major, right? What is that called? Yeah, what you said. That's right. That's right. You is understood. You, you stir it up. You stir it up. That's why wasn't it Smith Wigglesworth who'd get out of bed every morning? And he'd, uh, and he'd dance and praise for, what, 10 minutes? Dancing in the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Man, a lot of us would just, man, we would flourish. If we just did that three times a week, how many of us are, our doctors tell us we need more exercise, right? So they say, you need to exercise for at least a half an hour, three times a week. And we're like, uh-huh. but then when it comes to spiritual things, it's, it's none. It's, it's like, right, right. We need to take these things very seriously <clears throat> because they are, they, they are going to gauge our spiritual health and temperature. There's nothing worse than a cold, cranky Christian. But you know what's worse? Is a cold, cranky woman Christian. 
<laughs> because when mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Because mama Christian cranky, then daddy Christian going to be cranky. And then daddy and mama's little Christian cranky kids are running around. And then, then nobody's happy, right? So there's, there's nothing better than a woman who is sure of herself, but not because she's woman's liber, but because she's full of the presence and the power of God. And nothing will shake her. Nothing. Because she's full of the power of God. Comes off of her lips. Wisdom and revelation. The answer is in her lips. Why? Because she spent time in the presence of God. So the answers flow out of her, flow out of her lips. They know what to say in situations with her husband who doesn't serve God. Hello. Everybody say hello. Hello. So I'm not going to say this back because this is going to start a fight. So I'm going to, this is how I'm going to answer. I know how to answer the right way. I know how to answer my kids. I know what to do in certain situations because I'm full of God. I'm full of him. So stir up the gift on the inside. He said, you stir it up. You stir it up (laughs) to rekindle the embers of, to fan the flame and keep it burning. That inner fire. Everybody say, I got an inner fire and it's not indigestion. Oh, glory. It's an inner fire on the inside and it won't go out. See the good work that he began. He said he will complete it. Amen. Amen. But we got to stay on course. We got to go after him. Amen. With everything on the inside of us. So we understand that we're containers of his power. Y'all. I said, we're containers of his power. I say this all the time, don't I? I mean, when I visualize myself, I mean, I went to art school. Wasn't my thing, but I went to art school. And so we'd have classes where, you know, you'd have to create something 3D or you would, I couldn't draw for anything, but I had, we had to create things. And I'm a, I'm a visual person. And I think that's a good thing in a way that when I, when I'm, when I'm visualizing these things, it really helps me understand what he's doing. Like when I'm in, when I'm talking to him, I visualize myself getting full. I visualize the transfer between him and me that he's filling me with this. I, I just, that it just helps me. I visualize him what I think he looks like. I don't care what color he is. I, doesn't matter. He's God. I just talk to him. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, and I visualize that he's filling me. I'm a container of his power. You're a container. When you went out to lunch today, wherever you went, you took God with you. He's in you. You're a container of his power. His presence and his anointing are on the inside of you. He needs us to be full. The anointing of God is his fingerprint on us. His fingerprint on us. We're filled with his anointing. We're filled with his presence. I'll give you an example. I, I, I didn't feel like it when I woke up this morning. I didn't. Did anybody else? 
Did anybody else feel like, oh, wow, so overpowering that you just were like, I'm just sensing him all over me today when it was raining and the wind was blowing and you walked out to your car and no, you don't, but you stir it up. You stir it up on the inside. So what did I do? I got up, and when I got in the shower, I start, I put my hand on my belly. Out of my belly shall flow rivers, and I just start stirring up the things on the inside before the enemy can come in, and he can start with his junk. Because I ain't getting on the junk train. Anybody else going to get on the junk train? I'm not getting on that train because that train takes me down. Woo, choo-choo, the thought train, the junk train. Get on, come on, everybody, get on the junk train, right? You get on there, all you do is he wants you to start thinking his thoughts. He wants you to start doing what he wants you to do. I don't choose to do that. I choose to stir myself up on the inside. Amen. Got the joy on the inside. Got his peace on the inside. I'm full of his power on the inside. Hey, nothing can stop me because God's on the inside of me. Praise God. (laughs) So the anointing is God's fingerprint on us. And we understand that Jesus was full in his ministry, wasn't he? We could go into that today. He walked around on this earth. Man, when he was here, things happened. So we have to, we have to, Understand that, but we have to take that fan, this, and fan the flame. Fan it. Hallelujah. With our mouths, like I just demonstrated. Fan it. Because there's embers down on the inside of there. We got to get them going, right? Come on, some of us haven't done that in five years. Woo! To where it... Glory, you know, you know, kind of like, hey, hey, start getting a little feisty. Glory, right? You get a little, you get a little wild eye. When you look at somebody, they're like, whoo, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not being weird. I'm, I'm trying to say that on the, because he lives on the inside of us, there ought to be a difference. There ought to be a look. <laughs> when you look at people, you look them straight in the eye. You look him straight, like the lady yesterday, I looked her straight in the eye. Take my eyes off of her. Because I'm not, I'm not shady. I'm not trying to look down. I, I know in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded. <laughs> He's on the inside of me. He's on the inside of you for a purpose. You have boldness. You have direction. You have these things because you're in a great church. And you're taught these things. Amen, amen. Are you getting stirred a little bit? So we have to fan the flame because the enemy wants to come in and he wants to steal your shout. He wants to steal your shout. I'm going to drink the fullness for a minute. Okay. Is that okay? We'll fill it back up. Mm -hmm. He wants to steal your full, your fullness in your flame. He wants to come in and steal your joy and your shout and your faith. And when he silences you, he accomplishes that. When he silences you with his thoughts and you close your mouth, the fan just stopped blowing. It's this right here that's going to keep it going. When, I like what one minister said. He says, when, when we get silent, we lose by default. Because we're silent. We get quiet. He wants us to get... How many of you have ever had something hit you sideways... News? Hello? Hello? Is everybody okay? Are you in food coma? 
Are we good? Are we good? Okay, just making sure. Have you ever had something that hit you sideways? And you just got news out of left field and you were like, poof. Like in a movie where it goes slow motion, right? Right? And you got hit sideways and you just got quiet. You were stunned. You, you, you know, it was just out of left field. And so what, what's our first response? Well, our first response is going to determine the length and the severity of the situation. <laughs> I said our first response is going to determine the length and the severity of that situation. So it hits us, but we understand because we understand these things that when, because of who's on the inside of us, we gather ourselves for a minute. We say, Lord, help me. Now I'm asking you, I'm going to tap in on the inside. What do you show me? What is it? What is it? And all of a sudden, right down in here, ha, <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Out of my belly, right here. I don't understand with my head anything right now. It's crazy. My head is saying all sorts of things, but I, oh, I pay attention to what you're saying down here. What are you saying? What are you saying, Lord? Oh, I thank you that you have, oh, everything I need. You have all the answers. And then all of a sudden they start floating up. The joy starts bubbling up. Listen, he said, there's a river down there. I believe it. And that settles it. Whether I feel like it or not. He said, well, that's just, that's just a weird way to live. You know, we have to live in reality. Uh Uh-huh. And living in reality makes me want to drink spiritually. You understand what I'm saying? Makes me want to do Ephesians 5.18. (laughs) I don't want to live in this life sober like that. Right? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, we've got to live full of God, full, be, be God-minded, be, be full of him wherever we go, whoever we touch, (laughs) right? Full of him. Splashing out over onto somebody else. Woo! Glory on on the you know in the in the hotel you know walking by somebody you know talk to somebody you don't they wouldn't think that you would talk to them. You know the the housekeeping's coming down the hall and she, they're looking down. I was I look up and I, I want them to look up at me. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much. Be different than the flow of the world. Being different, I said, than the flow of the world. The flow of the world is hatred. The flow of the world is crusty. The flow of the world is death. The flow of the world is depression. And I think so much since, I mean, just what, three years ago, 219 started it. I mean, in some ways and into the whole mess that went on. You see so many people, so many depressed and confused and oppressed. And we can't go, well, you know, that's just what happened when COVID happened. No, we have the, come on, we have the answer. Oh, you're going to make me run around this building. Come on. We have the answer on the inside of us. Greater, greater. I said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Woo! We have the overcoming power on the inside of us that will stop in its tracks. Death, depression, oppression, sick, anything that he throws our way. Glory to God. We have the answer. My goodness, we can't let those things get in us. The flow of the world tries to get in us every day. It tries to mold us and make us exactly the way it wants us to be. You know what that is? Robotic. 
Yes, I will. I'm going to work. Now I go home and do the kids. Now I will talk to my husband. Now I... And you feel like a stinking robot. And he doesn't want us to live that way. He wants us to live a rich, satisfying life. A rich, satisfying life. I said, <laughs> some of y'all are looking at me like, a rich, satisfying, satisfying life. I can't even say it. It's so good. A rich, satisfying life. Full of the power of God. <laughs> so how do we maintain and stay full of the glow in these last days? How do we do that? How do we stay at peace? Well, number one, simplicity. Here we go. This is so easy and so simple. I know you've heard it but stay full of his word. Some people like to write notes. I usually am not a great person to take notes from, but you can do it if you'd like. Number, the number one way is to stay full of the word. Woo, glory. Stay full of the word in everyday living. In everyday living. I like this. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path. Woo, I want a light unto my path. I need that. I know y'all need it too, right? His word is a lamp unto my feet. That means when things are dark, are they dark out there? Uh-huh. So we need that unto our path. I mean, come on, a lamp unto my feet so I know which way to walk and a light unto my path. I get in his word and he shows me the path of my life. He shows me things to come. Amen. Amen. So staying full of his word. I like Psalms 40 verse eight says, how I love to do your will, my God. I keep your teachings in my heart. I keep them in my heart. Hallelujah. So many verses in Psalms talk about early will I rise and I'll seek your face. (laughs) I like over there as the deer pants for the water. So my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, they thirst for you. They long for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I don't know about y'all, but there's no water out there for me. You know what I mean by that? There's nothing out there I want. In a dry and weary land where there's, when there's nothing, you fill me up, Lord. You fill my cup. <laughs> Glory. So stay full of the word. Listen for his voice. Listen to, the, listen to him in these times. I like this. John 10, uh, 27. Let's turn over there. Ooh, John 10, 27. Was I supposed to start this up here, a timer? Oh, there's a clock. There's one. John 10, 27. Glory to God. Hallelujah. John 10, 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me. Well, how is that? How, how does that happen? Spending time with him. Being in his word. If you don't know his word and there's no, I mean, there's nothing coming out of that, out of, out of his word in your heart, then you're going to not be as successful in certain situations. You're not going to know whether if this is probably the number one thing that I've heard over the years in ministry is I just don't know how to hear God's voice. I just don't know how to hear, hear him. How do you know that that's God? 
You know, you're starting, I mean, I know maybe y'all are more advanced, but sometimes when people are first Christian, they don't know. They don't know how to discern that. And they, they, he said, but my sheep know my voice. So we want to be, stay close to him. So we know that that's his voice. I've heard people just, they'll say the most bizarre things. You know, they won't come to you and ask because you're their pastor. They won't ask you your opinion or which if you have any input in their lives, they'll tell you what they're going to do. And you go, okay, you didn't, you didn't ask me. So because you, you didn't ask and you obviously don't care. And so, because, you know, go ahead, do it. I'm not going to tell you, you told me God told you to do that. And then, you know, the plane went down and there were no survivors, <laughs> you know, but to know his voice, it's priceless especially young people, to know his voice, to know the path to take for your life. I mean, I'm I'm just pointing that out because it seems like so many young people nowadays do not know that. They don't understand that. They think whatever just opens up and looks good is the answer. And that's not the path. (laughs) If I would have done that, I would have been, woo, gone somewhere else. It's, it's, you know, I like that. It's, It's usually that narrow road. The one that doesn't look too good, you know, and, and, and he says, yep, that's the path I want you to take. And, and you, you take it and it's great. It, it's his plan. But the other ones, you know, they, they're led by money, opportunities, all the other things, they get led astray. So he, we, we, we know him by uh, spending time with him. Number two, and these, we won't spend a long time, but what's the number two way? Staying full of love. You know, um, Pastor Amy, she covered a lot of this this morning on on walking in love. And we understand that's a whole sermon and things. But, you know, when we stay full of love, that's real easy when we stay around him. Because he is love. So, you know, it's funny to to, to hear somebody say, well, I just, you know, I spent an hour this morning in my quiet time. (laughs) You're like, whose presence were you in? What'd you say again? What were you doing? Because right? in his presence is fullness of joy, right? And in his presence is love. Love is going to fill you because he's in you. The love of God is in us. Like I said, a whole nother sermon. But I like this. John thirteen thirty five says, by this, all men know that you are my disciples. If you have what? love, love one for another. Not just if you have love, because man, it is like an interesting subject nowadays. You ask a 20 year old what they think, what you, they think love is, is much different than what a 50 or 60 year old thinks love is. Right? Because you know, all the shirts, you know, just love, just, I I don't like any of those (laughs) because it's a distorted love. It's not the real love. It's, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game, but he said, no, you're going to know, you're going to know, they're going to know that you're my disciples when you have love one for another. In other words, you're going to stand out because you're full of me and it's genuine. It's, it's the love of God. It's real. It's authentic. Amen. I like this. First John four, seven, he says, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that love liveth is born of God and knows God. He tells us to love one another. Of course, again, that comes from being in his presence. 
And then Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. (laughs) Wow. We could just preach on this. And uh, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. And then Amplified says, and do all manner of evil against you. (laughs) Love them. Love your enemies. So staying full of love. So what was the first one, y'all? I'm going to come over here. What? What was it? Stay full of the word, right? What was the second one? Staying full of love. Good. I'll just make sure y'all are awake. Hallelujah. And then number three, let's do this one. Make prayer a priority. Make prayer a priority. Of course, we're talking more on the personal level today and in our lives. But, you know, as a church, and I know this church, I think we've talked before. I mean, that has always been the staple of our church. Because I believe without prayer, a church won't go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you don't have people that are, that, are, that are together, gathered together, praying for that vision and praying for the things to go for, you know, forward, it's not going to go very far. You know, so that's, that's as a church. But how about in our lives? Same thing. We've got to have prayer be a priority over watching the new, you know, binge, binge watching something on YouTube. You know? They have that out there now. They get you hooked. You know that, don't you? You know, what is it? All the different things, the, the throne of, what is it? All the di- I don't even know what they are. I just see the commercials, you know? All the different things that these kids, oh, yeah, you've been, they stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning watching them. You know, all the different things that can get our attention. Oh, I haven't posted today. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Right? It does it really matter. Will it really matter next year? Oh, I have to go back on my timeline. Who cares? Who ca- I mean, who cares? Really? Who cares if you had pizza last year? It doesn't matter. It does not matter where you went to have pizza last year. Right? So make prayer a priority. It's a relationship, not religion. I said it's a relationship. It's not religion. I love it when, you know, somebody will say, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got religion. That's great because that's a whole gamut of things that you must have then. Because religion, wide. <laughs> relationship, small. <laughs> I have a relationship with him. You have a relationship with him. It's not about a religion or a religious experience. It's about a relationship. Prayer is a priority because I make it the very first thing. I spend time with him. I Because prayer is just talking to him. Could you, you know, a whole prayer conference on all this stuff and it's all these high and lofty things and really you boil it down and it's talking to him. And it's like, oh God, thouest I lovest thee. No, it is just a, it's just a simple talking to him like I would talk to my husband, like I would talk to him. I, I mean, I reverence him and honor him. I'm not cheeky with him. You understand, but it's a relationship, Father. I thank you. Man, today's been a doozy. But I thank you that you have strengthened me. I think that's, that's when I'm going to bed, you know? It's, it's not, I don't necessarily have designated cer- certain seasons I do. Designated times of prayer, absolutely. Our church, we do. But I live a lifestyle of prayer. 
I, I, that was the easiest way for me to capture that in my life, I, I guess I should say. I do it on the elevator. I'm talking to them all. I don't even know when I'm not sometimes. <laughs> I'll tell a funny story. It's embarrassing. But, uh, but sometimes, you know, I'm like, Lord, I'm talking to him, Lord, you know. And so one time, you guys don't tell pastor this. And one time I w- we're standing in the kitchen, and this is at our other house when the kids were smaller. And I had my arms around him, and he, and he gave me a kiss. And I said, and I said, oh, I love you, Lord. <laughs> Woo! And I just said it like, just like I would talk to God. And he said, what did you say? And I was like, <laughs> he goes, and then he used some scripture cause he's a pastor and he was like, didn't Abraham call or Sarah? Yeah. And I was like, really, you really had to use that. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what I'm saying is you become, it's become such a habit, become such a part of your life that when you, when you're talking to him, it's not like, you know, cause I, I used to feel very condemned. And are under condemnation years and years ago because I didn't, you know, I'd hear different people say, well, they spent three hours a day and some said they spent, you know, an hour a day or what there. I, I honestly, am not up here to tell you there's a, there's no formula, but you better have a prayer life, <laughs> some form of prayer life, right? Where it's more than now I lay me down to sleep, right? Prayer is the vital breath of the Christian. It's not the thing that makes him alive, but the evidence that he is alive. Let me say that again. Prayer is the vital breath of the Christian. It's not the thing that makes him alive, but the evidence that he is alive. That's Oswald Chambers. I love that. It's the evidence that we are alive. How? Because he lives on the inside of us. It's the evidence on the inside. I'm alive. I'm alive unto God. <laughs> Woo! James 5.16 says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. <laughs> Hallelujah. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit unto God. Praying. Praying. Being full of the Spirit. Back over to Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Let me read that one more time. Mm. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, and then giving thanks. And we could go on today and talk about these things in depth, but my goodness, I mean, just the giving of thanks, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, speaking to one another, I'm sorry, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and then making melody in your heart to the Lord, staying full. I said staying full. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why they cut me off? Then you don't have road rage because you're trying to remember the words of the song, the praise song that you're singing to him. (laughs) You don't even notice it. You, you become where you don't even notice those things sometimes. You know where you were really like keen in on, oh, they cut me off. Oh, no, they didn't just walk in front of me at the store. You're so full in paying attention to him that you honestly don't half notice people that don't have a brain. You don't. You don't notice those people. It's like, okay, they just did that. I'm full of the things that I'm just walking around full of him. They're not going to steal my joy. They're not going to steal the peace that I have on the inside. 
<laughs> right? You just don't pay attention to people that don't have a brain. Praise God. And the last one here, <laughs> we have to change our thinking. I guess you guys know people that don't have a brain. Some people that, yeah. We have to change our thinking. Now, there are phenomenal people that teach on this. And uh, we're just going to hit the highlights today. But we have to change our thinking. In order to stay full and live a successful Christian life, we have to pay close attention to how we think. Because you can hear all this today, and you can be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yes, hallelujah. And then what's going to happen? What I say? You're going to get on the what train? You guys are, you're awesome. The junk train. The thought train, you know, come on and get aboard. Let's think these thoughts. And by the time, how many of you have ever done that right before you went to bed? You lay down your head on the pillow. Oh, yeah, I'll go talk to this section. And you lay your head on the pillow, right? And so you get on that train. And then before you know it, every scenario of everything that is not true. I, I said that is not true. It's a scenario. All night. What, what train is that? What train? That's the junk train. I want to get on the Holy Ghost field train. I want to get on. I, hey, I want to get on the full train. Uh, you know, the train that goes in all, all the whole time. I'm, I'm getting, you know, would you like some lemonade, Miss Watchers? Oh, yeah. I want some lemonade. I want some peace. I want some joy. I, I want some fullness on this train. Ah, can I fan you, Miss Watchers? Oh, yeah. Fan me. Fan me. Woo! And I've got my feet back and I'm on the happy train because I'm full of the power and the presence of God. I'm not worried about over here on junk train. Right? Because that's what keeps people with mental issues. They, they go into the psychiatrist because they're, they're just, they're, their thinking is woo! Because they're always going down the wrong path with their thinking. Mm-mm. No. He says in Romans 12, and I, we've quoted this, I don't know how many times. If you guys don't have this verse written down on this conference. <laughs> Romans 12, 1 and 2. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies. You notice he uses the word urge. In other words, listen up. Hey, hey, are you paying attention? That's, that's what he's saying. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy. Of course, this is the amplified, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational service or act of worship. And here we go. And don't be conformed to the world any longer with its super, where is it? Don't be conformed any longer with its superficial values and customs and be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. So how are you going to do that? Whoop. The word, what was number two? <laughs> Staying full of love. What was number three? Yeah, having a prayer life, right? And it's going to, the, the word is going to keep you on course. Hmm? And then the, spending time with him in prayer is going to keep you full of the love of God. And it's going to keep you full of him to where you are going to think his thoughts. I'm thinking your thoughts right now. You know how I'm thinking your thoughts. Lord, I got your word right here in front of me. And this is what your thoughts are. This is what I'm going to say. Even when I see the opposite, oh, glory to God. I mean, come on. How many times have you seen the opposite? Everything looks like it's going down in flames. <laughs> Everything. 
You're like, well, if I were to count it, Joy, I can't even find one. Like, not one. Like, so I'm going to count like half count joy, right? Can we count half a joy? <laughs> count, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations, right? Knowing this, that what? The tri- Hey, what? The trying of your faith. It works patience, but let patience have its uh, perfect work that you might be what? Woo, perfect and entire wanting what? Woo, fortified on the inside, full of God full of his power, full of his presence, perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Mm. Get, get, you just get, yeah. And don't be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. I like this focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes totally opposite than the world's flow. Mm. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the will of God, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. I know it's wordy, but it's a, it's a woman's Bible. I mean, come on, you guys ought to be on with that, right? That's what my husband says. He says it has more words than the other Bible, so it's a woman's Bible. <laughs> so intricate. I, sometimes I'm reading, I'm like, what in the world is this? I like the more, you know. So you may prove what is the will of God. So these things that we were talking about today, and we're talking about the fullness of God and how to live full of his power and his presence, full of a fresh, a fresh, it doesn't have to be stale, y'all. Amen. Our lives do not have to be stale and icky. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Thursday. I have to wait two more days till church. Oh. No, you, (laughs) he lives in you. Yeah. Yeah, Church is just where we come together, where we all get, we're we're together. We're filled together. Yeah. In a corporate setting and anointing and you can come in and get filled. But man, why wait? I mean, why do you have to wait until Sunday? No. If he said in his presence is fullness of joy and I have Hebrews says I can come boldly before the throne of grace that I may obtain. I can walk in boldly because of the blood. Because of his blood, I can come boldly anytime, in any place. Yeah, even if if I'm at my friend's house and I have to go to the bathroom and I go use the bathroom and I go, okay, I I know I'm in a different house. I'm I'm coming boldly right now. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, these people are crazy. So I just need your power. I need your presence. I, I need to know. I need to have answers that come off my lips. Woo. Yeah. Woo, so we can stay full. So we can stay full and not crusty. Mm, I think after this weekend, you guys are going to have that word stick with you. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we have to be strong and we have to be unmovable in our stance, in our stance, in, 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 in our Christian lives. No matter what circumstances we're in, we have to stand strong and be full of the power of God. Um, first Peter five, seven says, casting all your cares. I know you've heard this verse. I can hear somebody say that right now. They just know. I heard it, but no, but listen to this verse. Yeah. Casting. Casting. All. All. Everybody say all. All. It's a really short word. So, So it's really easy. But it seems so hard when you're in the midst. Casting all of your cares. 
Amplified. All of your anxieties, <laughs> all, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him because he cares about you with deepest affection. Remember yesterday he was just emphasizing how much he loves you and how much of a plan he has for your life? With deepest affection and he watches over you very carefully. Be on alert and cautious at all times because the enemy of yours, the devil, he he prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. If you've ever watched the nature shows, you ever watch those? You ever watched, (laughs) my son-in-law likes to watch those. And, And so, you know, they have this herd of elk or whatever in Africa. And so they're out. And then what happens is little scrawny, scrawny man, he wants to go out on his own. See ya. Bye-bye. And he goes over here and he, I'm eating over here. So he's, he goes over here and starts doing his thing. And what happens? <laughs> Roaring lion seeking who he may devour gets him all alone, gets him off on his own. So another way to stay filled and keep being filled is to stay around people who are filled. Yeah. And if you don't know anybody, if you're in our church, what is the answer? Be that one. If you don't know anybody who's full, you be that one. You be the one who's full that everybody wants to be around. So he goes over here and he gets all on it, all, 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 I can't even talk, all on his own. All over here, and that lion comes in, seeking whom he may devour because that one is out on its own. That one isn't with the rest of the herd. That one isn't where the rest of them are feeding. That one isn't where the rest of them are together in one accord and in one place. So in staying full, we have to be around other people who are full So that fullness, it's not the only way, but it is a good way to stay full. I've I've never been in Walmart and felt full, spiritually. (laughs) You know, I've never been in the airport and felt full spiritually. You know, I just like to go to the airport, honey, because I really get spiritually charged when I go there. No, you don't, right? Because when you come to church, when you get around other people that are full... Fullness gets off on you. But when you're around empty people, what happens? (laughs) You just stay empty. If you were empty, you just feel more drained, more empty than you already were. So staying around full people, staying around where people are full. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to end with this. Matthew 5, 6. You could probably quote it. But I like this verse. It goes in conjunction with John 7.38. It says, out of your belly shall flow rivers. But Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed. Everybody say blessed. Blessed. Are those who what? Hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Mm. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. And thirst. Now, I think in this country, I, my husband just got back from Kenya, and I know you, you guys have been at different times. Overseas, 
when people don't have food, it's a different level. America, we think if we miss breakfast, we're hungry and, you know, that's devastating to us. You know, I'm, you wouldn't believe it. I didn't eat breakfast. And you, you know, whoa, you know, that's not hunger. You know, you know what I'm saying? Hunger is like, there's no food and there's a famine and people just don't have hardly anything. And they're living in a, in a, in a country where it's oppressed and the government's crooked and they just don't have grocery. I mean, they just don't have things. Those are people that get hungry. So I think sometimes it's foreign to us when we think, oh, hunger and thirst. Yeah, you know, I love you, Lord. Oh, you know, I love, you know, whatever, whatever your take on, you know, that, that's not, you understand what I'm saying? I'm, try, I'm not trying to make fun, but I'm just like, there's a deeper level here. There's a deeper level that we're talking about of hungering and thirsting for something that, like, if I don't have you, God, in my life, like, <laughs> I'm done. Like game is over. Like you are everything to me. Like I hunger and thirst for you. Like, like in the hot Florida sun in Georgia's sun at a hundred degrees at one o'clock in the afternoon. That's how much I thirst for you, God. You ever been that thirsty? But that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get across is blessed are they that hunger and they thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filling. Filling. And so then we open up our mouths and we say, how do, how do, I, how do I get filled? We just talked about some things. But it, if this is the fan, right, our mouths, and we're fanning the flame, that when, when, when we start praising and, and we start worshiping him, And we start talking about, Lord, how hungry I am and how thirsty I am for you and how wonderful you are and how great you are and how good you've been to me. Woo! And you just start getting, woo! And you just get a little, mm, you just get a little feisty. And you get filled. And he said, one translation says, get filled and be, be being filled. Be being filled. So it's a continual thing. So it's not a, a week by week thing or a year by year thing. If you're in, in youth and going to the youth camp, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a daily thing. It's a minute by minute thing. When somebody depletes you, you get off a business call and you want to throw the phone across the, the room. Decision time. Boop. Am I going to hook up my mouth to that flow on the inside? Or am I going to throw my cell phone across the, the room? Oh yeah, I'm going to hook up to that because I, I paid a lot for that cell phone. But, but you know, I'm going to hook up to the power that's on the inside of me. His presence on the inside of me with my mouth. That's my point here this morning. It's user friendly. All can do it. All can do it. It, it, it doesn't matter what age. We can all do this by, by opening up our mouths. When you leave here today and you say, oh, that was a great women's conference, you know, and I'm just feeling a little tired. No, you can stir yourself up. You can stir yourself up. You can stir yourself in the car on your, on your way to work. You can stir yourself up by opening up your mouth. So let's do that this morning. Let's open up our mouths. Let's stand up this morning and open up our mouths. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We magnify you. We open up our mouths wide. We thank you. We thank you for filling us afresh this morning. We thank you, Lord, this afternoon. We thank you that you are our helper. You 
are the one who's on the inside of you, us. You are our help and our strength. And we are hungry and we are thirsty for you. More than anything else in our lives, we're hungry and we're thirsty for you. Oh, the God of more than enough. The one who fills us from head to toe. The one who makes things that seem so big in our lives and so hard seem so easy. Oh, the God of peace. The one who fills us with his peace. The one who fills us with his joy. Huh? To overflowing. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We open up our mouths wide. We thank you for filling us afresh this morning, Lord, this afternoon, whatever it is. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.